Welcome back to a festive episode of Directorial Disputes, the podcast where we give our unpopular film opinions and battle it out to decide whether they're deserving of their unpopular label. I'm James. I'm Josh. And we're ready for our for our Christmas episode. Yeah, our Christmas special, also our finale of the first season. Oh, it's so much mm. on the line. So I mean, I'm here for my dignity, and that's it. If I'm yeah, you're here correctly. to try and try and scrape a draw. I think it's festive <laughs> Christmas spirit. That yeah, you, you just hoping <laughs> that the Christmas spirit is going to get you through this. That's indeed what I'm hoping. It's not going to be an easy road. I have to say, this week's might be, I would say, arguably the most contested argument in all of cinema. Yeah, I think I think for, for definite, it's it's definitely one that comes up every year. This is one that everyone can get involved in. Yeah. And it's it, it's hard to decide who's unpopular here. Because um, obviously we hold opposing beliefs. Yeah. Um, and because uh... it's such a split. But I think I think we decided that you're the unpopular one here. Yeah, I think if I'm remembering correctly, they did... I, I don't know who it was that did it, but there was a poll a few years ago and only like 30-something percent agreed with me. Um, but who cares about stats and facts? Um but you had you had two weeks in a row, so my supposedly unpopular opinion is that Die Hard is a Christmas film. You are so wrong. And I mean, I, I am hear... correct. No, the nation is behind me. <laughs> I'm not saying it's the best Christmas film. I'd like to put that out there. I'm not. I'm no, not. No one's saying that. I mean, there are a lot of people <laughs> saying people that. People are saying that. They are so wrong. They get, let's, get them on. let's get them on. Men in their thirties. Who are like my <laughs> wife hates this film, and that's actually let's not get them on. I don't think we need men in their thirties on here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that this is the best one. It's it's a favorite of mine. I watch it every year. Me and my dad watch it every Christmas Eve while we wrap up my mum's presents. That's our little tradition. Because obviously, the best Christmas film is the Muppets Christmas Carol, right? It's up there. I wouldn't say it's the best. I will fight you. I'll be honest. In the in the spirit nah. of Christmas, I will fight you. So What's your favorite? I have to say, right, so obviously there are some bangers out there, absolutely banging mm. Christmas films, and they're bound to get a, get a little bit of a shout-out during our argument. Yeah. Um, you know, we've got Love Actually, banger, absolute banger, yeah. just a wholesome banger. After Christmas, I have to say, Ooh, is a bit okay, a, yeah, I haven't seen that in a few years, but yeah. But my favourite Christmas film of the last few years is Klaus. I'm going to watch that this year because I haven't seen that so far. It is so good, and Netflix just smashed it. And honestly, I watched it and went, "Oh, this looks alright." They've clearly gone for a bit of a mm. bit of a gimmick with with the animation style, but bro, it is so good. Uh, unlike Die Hard, because it's not a Christmas film anyway. Do you, so before <laughs> before I start though, do you actually like Die Hard? I tolerate Die Hard. You tolerate it? Wow. Die Hard okay. isn't Die Hard isn't, which I think people will discover as they listen. Die Hard isn't really the sort of film that I really vibe with. No, it's definitely not. There are a few films like this that I think you'd like. Like, I know Nobody isn't exactly the same as this, but it's an uh, action film. Yeah, well, I mean, I thought I liked action films. Um, and recently, a uh, little, little, you know, little shout out to myself here. My partner <laughs> and I went on holiday recently. It was oh, great. here we go. Um, it was amazing. Um, and one evening we decided to watch a film and we just couldn't. We, neither of us could be bothered, and she just stuck on Mission Impossible. I don't remember which one. What? Oh, I was about to say. Which I one. just, I just went. Can we turn off halfway through? What? I think it was Rogue Nation. Um, I was just like, can we turn this? I off? mean, I I love all of those films to 
is probably the the worst one but at the same time it's just it's a John Woo film so it's it's not it doesn't really vibe with the rest of them um Limp Biscuit did the theme for that film <laughs> and yet somehow it ends up being the best theme of the trilogy like the trilogy the franchise Ugh. anyway um I don't know I don't I don't so I just don't think Die Hard is my bag. I no. would tolerate it. If someone put it on, okay. it's fine. You, it's you'd be, yeah, okay. I just, it's not my my thing. Your sort of thing, which is fair enough, I think. But that's, it is certainly fair. not a Christmas. And I really disagree with you, but before I say my piece, I think we need to establish what is a Christmas film. Like what makes a Christmas what film? What makes yeah. a Christmas film? What standards are we holding this to? The easy, obvious one is that Christmas has to be at the centre of the film it yeah. has to be at its core yeah you know um that is that is something that is key and i can see you smile already and i know you've got some absolute rubbish <laughs> argument as to why die hard is, is that um and I, I feel like there definitely has to be a moral element some sort of mm-hmm. learning throughout um you know in love actually we learned that you don't have to kiss the prime minister while at <laughs> It's actually quite inappropriate to do that. <laughs> a school nativity. It's something we learn. And we also learn, we also learn in Love Actually, that there was more than one lobster at the birth of Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think those are probably the two central uh, things that make up a Christmas film. Or at least in my opinion. I, I, I wrote some stuff down. It's like, it's got to be set during the Christmas season. Obviously, yeah. it has to be set. At, you're not going to have a Christmas film not set at christmas that wouldn't no i don't, I don't think I, I think i think that's a pretty pretty stable argument there's definitely some crazy people out there saying this film and that film and oh my god but no i will yeah, come back really to it later to um so it, it uses i've also put that it uses the christmas character stereotypes uh-huh. of the grinch and scrooge uh-huh. and like having a spiritual guide they they occur throughout many films you I, I know you even said like love actually i bet if you looked at that film hard enough th- all of those characters are in there quite easily yeah that's, that's not fair though because alan rickman's in that film um... <laughs> alan rickman's in this film <laughs> this was true. this was alan rickman's first film oh but i didn't know that that is, yeah. that is god that doesn't make it a christmas film thanks it well, no. <laughs> I'm just saying he's in more than one Christmas film. <laughs> he's in more than one film. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I've got, I've got that the film must feature at least one traditional Christmas theme being love, hope, generosity, faith, family, redemption, which then leads us into the last one, which is what you said, being that a moral has to be learned by the end I of the I would film. agree. I think my favourite part of Die Hard is where Alan Rickman cheats on Bruce Willis um, and buys him, <laughs> buys him a CD. I mean, I would, I would watch that film. I he goes into really... the macro and it'll cry before going back to his uh, action-packed events. <laughs> so I guess, I, I guess I get started, don't I? I, I think so. Time. It's it's your yeah. time to shine. It's your time to shout for however long you like, and then I can come in and really, really. <sighs> I mean, so yeah, already... it's your time. Alrighty. So, I like, I already know what people are going to say. The Christmas spirit is not in this film whatsoever. And to that, I say you're wrong. Because I know you're just going to say, well, Christmas at this point in this film is just... Oh, it's just kind of a tiny little mention. It, it doesn't need to be there, is, is what I'm assuming you're going to be saying. So, Christmas isn't just a plot device uh, to get the characters where they need to be. Because John is going to a Christmas party with his estranged wife. They haven't seen each other in a long time. The family dynamic is broken down. And that's why he's going to this party to see her and, and get the relationship back on track again. You're nodding, so this is a good start. I, I think it's a sarcastic nod, but we'll learn. What I'm trying to get across here is that at the start of the film, well, actually, throughout the film, McLean is essentially Scrooge. 
because he starts the film hating the joy around him. In the opening of the film, he gets, when he's in the airport, he sees couples being couples and he looks disgusted by it. He's disgusted by it, by their happiness, by their joy. And yet at the end of the film, we kind of have a almost parallel shot where he's doing, where, where him and Holly are doing the same thing that those people are at the start of the film. Generosity and goodwill, big old themes of Christmas films. Of course that's in this film. He's putting his life on the line to save his estranged wife and all the other innocent people in the building. Greed as well. You know, big theme in something like A Christmas Carol with with Scrooge. And I would say also The Grinch. All about greed. He's stealing Christmas. Hans Gruber is literally The Grinch. He's there to steal Christmas and money. He's, He's trashing a Christmas party. He's using Christmas to his advantage. Those people would not be there if it wasn't for Christmas. And that's how he's using it to his advantage to steal all the bearer bonds. Moral victory. That's also another big theme of Christmas films. And there's a a change in the protagonist. That's also a key one because you said a moral has to be learnt, right? And throughout the film, he's guided by Al, who is essentially the spirit that's guiding him through. That spirit character is in a lot of Christmas films. It's a Wonderful Life. Obviously, all Christmas Carol with the three ghosts. It's very, very clear to me, and the fact that you don't see this, strange. Because Al guides him through it and makes him realise that his relationship isn't worth losing. The theme of family is also pretty clear, and that's also a very, very big Christmas theme, I think, is the theme of family. Would you agree? Give me a nod or or a shake of the head. You wouldn't agree that family is important at Christmas. I feel like... You're wrong on that one, but the family theme is so clear in this film. The first shot we see of John McClane is his wedding ring. So if it's not clear how strong of a message this film is sending, then I I don't I don't see what you're getting at. Saying that Die Hard, because I know another whole another argument here is that Die Hard could be set any time of the year and it wouldn't make a difference. But you could say that about Home Alone. Family just goes on holiday. That's it. It's just a home invasion movie. You take that element out. What's the difference? There is zero difference. It's just the same film. And yeah, if you took that out, it would lose its themes and its stakes. And the fact that a lot of people also see the violence in Die Hard and Home Alone as kind of a catharsis for relieving our own grievances and frustrations with family life over the festive period. And I think that really, I think that ties in really well. Also, can I add to the fact that if you're saying it could be set whenever, Christmas tape literally saves the day. Christmas tape saves the day when he straps the gun to his back. So, stepping away from actually what happens in the film and then sort of more around the film, Michael Kamen's score uses sleigh bells in in the soundtrack. You only ever hear them in Christmas music, let alone all of the Christmas songs that are played throughout the film. Christmas in Hollis and Let It Snow. The film ends with Let It Snow. Also, a fun fact about the score, not Christmas related at all, but um, when Al shoots Carl at the end of the film, that is literally a piece of music from the film Aliens from a few years before. Found that out today. Uh, as a little little present, a little Christmas present for all the, all the fans. Uh, <laughs> Ode to Joy is also used throughout and is now seen as a Christmas song. I didn't really ever... I think it's because it, it's it's sort of choir music, isn't it? And that's always related, in a sense, with, with Christmas time. But Ode to Joy is essentially this film's theme, or the franchise's theme at this point. It's used in all the trailers for all the other films, even if it's not used in the soundtrack to all of the films. But that song has now become a Christmas classic, even if it wasn't meant to be when it was composed in the first place. Also, actually, jumping back a little bit, it's a bit on the nose, but the film ends with 
lots of paper falling from the top of the skyscraper and it looks like snow. So I know that's not the best argument there, but I feel like that's worth mentioning. But my main points here, the things that I really want to get across. So in an interview with the director, uh, John McTiernan said that his inspiration for changing Die Hard's original script was the film It's a Wonderful Life, which was a take on rampant capitalism and a rejection of authoritarianism. Uh, this made him want to have the, the protagonist to be an everyman, so the film focuses on the coming together of family and embracing the Christmas spirit. As the film changed more and more, the joy from making that film bled into the themes of the film, eventually resulting in the Christmas spirit being a key theme throughout, because this film was being produced at the same time as Christmas, because it started in November and then ended in March. So I know that's a long span, but when they were obviously changing the script, it's over Christmas, so you're obviously going to put some of that in there. Also, a lot of people say it's too depressing. It's an action movie. People die. Yeah, that's not Christmas. And you know, I w- what I would say is, does this? If I if I'm gonna, I'm not gonna say what the title of the film is, but crashing a car, causing a bar fight, and then attempted suicide. Does that get you in the Christmas spirit? Does that make you feel Christmassy? Because it should. I just described it, it's a wonderful life, right? One of the best film Christmas films of all time. It's on the top of every Christmas film list. At the start of, I know it's a step down in quality, but at the start of the Santa Claus with Tim Allen, Tim Allen kills Santa. Home Alone is about a child torturing home invaders. They are three, well, I won't say three of the best Christmas films ever made. Certainly two of the top tier Christmas films ever made. Um, So it shouldn't matter what the genre of film is. It's does the film have Christmas spirit? Because then it should be a Christmas film. And I will let you shout at me now. Go on. I don't think you've ever fallen lower. I am, God, my, uh, my opinions of you have, have drastically gone down after that. My Lord, where to start? You are, you are, for starters, does just the phrase grasping at straws ever come to mind? Because it certainly no, came to mind to me. No. Yeah, right, we're going we're gonna to start right here. You said the director said all this stuff about the fact that, oh, it's based on a wonderful life, mm. blah, 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 blah. Do you know what else the director said? I quote, <clears throat> we hadn't intended it to be a Christmas movie. Okay. And do you know why that is, Josh? Mm-hmm. Are you about to say because it released in July? July 1988. Okay. Why? It's a, it came out in July. What uh, other Christmas film came out in July? That's not the point that I'm trying to get across here. Just my point here is it didn't necessarily have to be a Christmas film to begin with. They didn't have to intend to be a Christmas film. And you know why? You know what? No, 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 no. Right. Because, again, I'm going to reference one of the best Christmas films ever made. I know neither of us mentioned it to begin with, but It's a Wonderful Life has been claimed, has kind of claimed that title as one of the most prestigious Christmas films of all time. You know what the director said? Nah, it's not a Christmas film. But you know what? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what he thinks. So what you're it saying is... It matters what is, the people think. So what you're saying is it's become a Christmas film because people watch it at Christmas. Yeah, retrospectively, it's become a Christmas film. Because people watch it at Christmas. Because it has those themes in it, even if Josh, it Josh, do you know intended. what else other people watch at Christmas? Oh, what? There's people that watch The Godfather at Christmas. Is that a Christmas film? <laughs> Quite Christmassy, has, a horse. Has... A dead horse. <laughs> it's not even wrapped. <laughs> Right. No, but the thing is, retrospectively, it's become a Christmas film because it has those elements of a Christmas film in it. And then when you have it alongside other Christmas films, it fits in. The Godfather isn't set at Christmas. It doesn't have Christmas music. Oh, here's what we heard. It doesn't have Christmas music. Just because it takes place at Christmas 
doesn't make it a Christmas film. Is Harry Potter a Christmas film? No. But it takes place at Christmas. It has a section of the film at Christmas. Yeah? Sure. It takes place at Christmas. Ha- Ron Briefly. gets an ugly jumper. Yeah. Does that right. make it a Christmas film? I know people watch it at Christmas. It's on at Christmas. Sure. But that, that doesn't... We've just established people watch The Godfather at Christmas. That doesn't make it a Christmas film. Well, okay. One of the Bond I'm films t- is set at Christmas. And, okay, I watch it at Christmas, but it doesn't mean other people do. I don't go, oh, Merry Christmas, Bond's wife's dead. Like, I don't, that's not, you know, it, it, if it has the element of Christmas spirit in it, that's what I'm getting at. If it has, if it meets that criteria that we said at the start, which you had a very slim criteria, then it's a Christmas film. Then it's eligible boy, oh boy. to be a Christmas film. Boy, oh boy, can I not wait for some of our listeners to go through that criteria you just gave, grasp it at straws, and apply it to something like Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> Saving Private Ryan is suddenly a Christmas film. (laughs) Suddenly a Christmas film, because do you know what? It might not be said Christmas, but when those bombs land on the beach, the (laughs) sand goes up in the air and it's a bit like snow when it falls on them. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? You know. (laughs) It's just the biggest load of rubbish I've ever heard, Josh. And I am so disappointed (laughs) in you. And you you say, you know, so it's all about family, which is about Christmas. Yeah. Which means Cheaper by the Dozen is a Christmas film. Um, It's all about family. It opens with a shot of his wedding ring, which means it's all about family. And do you know what other film opens with a scene about Christmas? Are you going to hit me with Eyes Wide Shut or... Cast Away. Cast Away. All right, fine. Cast Away. Tom Hanks leaves a Christmas dinner. Um, Uh Does that make Cast Away a Christmas film? No, it doesn't. Has it got a moral? Yes, it does. You know, it's very deep. Um, with his Wilson, um, <laughs> um, has it has it got snow? It's got sand though. It's very close. Um, you know, you're grasping at straws here, really and it's just not. not a Christmas film. Let's think about actual Christmas films, not Die Hard, because we're not even. We're gonna, you know what? This this episode's changing now. It's not a Die Hard episode anymore. It's a Christmas episode. Let's talk about real Christmas films for a second. Let's think about them. We've got Elf, right? What have we got? Set at Christmas. Very clearly, central plot of the film is it Christmas. It isn't Die Hard. That was, that was the first, first criteria I gave. Central. Literally yeah. the centre. It, it is a Die Hard. It is. And I, you don't believe me, but I keep saying it, and you just no, don't, no, no, you're just no, not no. listening. It's set at Christmas. The reason he is there is because it is Christmas. He deep down wants to repair his marriage with his wife and see his children at Christmas. Should I should I read the synopsis of Die Hard right now? An NYPD officer tries to save his wife and several others taken at hostage uh, taken hostage by German terrorists during a Christmas party. Right, 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 right. No, 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 but you hear me. You hear me. Do you know what the central point of point of that is? An NYPD officer tries to save his wife and several others taken hostage by German terrorists. At a Christmas party. That bit isn't... You're that, just cutting is, it off is, early. And I've also cut off the fact that it takes place at a certain plaza in LA. That doesn't mean it's a central part of the film. I mean, it's only in that building that's pretty central to the, to the movie. But it's not... You don't go, okay, this film is this film is clearly all about the LA lifestyle. You can tell <laughs> by the fact that... You can tell by the fact that they're at a posh party and that there's German terrorists. I don't know what that's got to do with LA. <laughs> I, but you just, you're you not just making me budge on the fact that Christmas is a key plot, like theme to this film. It's not a key theme. The key theme is that Big John gets to shoot up some terrorists. <laughs> that's the key theme, and that's why everyone watches it. No one watches it to hear the to hear the sleigh bells. Also, go back to your stupid. Oh, there's sleigh bells in the in the in the in the score. If they if if we're watching Pulp Fiction, 
Yeah, and Sam L. Jackson's in the car cruising. He's cruising in his car. He's just shot some people. I don't remember what happens in Pulp Fiction. Uma Thurman's just been stabbed in the heart and they're cruising and suddenly, suddenly some sleigh bells are in the song that they're listening on the radio. Does that mean it's a Christmas film? But that's not... What? What do you mean, my... what? Right, my point is that Christmas is such a key part of the film. It's in the soundtrack. You can keep saying it. doesn't mean it's true. It, it's in the soundtrack. It's all over the screen. I don't think you could go 10 minutes in this film without them reminding you it's Christmas time. Yeah, but Josh, the thing is, is that it's not surprising that it features sleigh bells and that it's, that it's, you know, it's all in the soundtrack and this, that and the other. It's set at Christmas. That doesn't mean it's a Christmas film. I can agree with the fact that, okay, it wasn't, it didn't come out as a Christmas film. Obviously, July. Fair enough. But retroactively, it's become a Christmas film. Edward Norton agrees with me. <laughs> what relevance that has, <laughs> I don't know. I can say, because that's relevant. <laughs> my, my point that I'm trying to make here is that over, over time, people have, have made this into a Christmas film. So much so that, and I and I will come back to this later, but obviously for our audio listeners, you're not going to be able to see what I'm about to show. If you're watching on YouTube, I'll put some pictures up. I've got a Die Hard Christmas shirt. My Blu-ray copy of Die Hard says Festive Edition on the bottom. Um, my advent calendar for this year is um, Alan Rickman falling out of Nakatomi Plaza. I have a little tree ornament of Alan Rickman falling off of the tree. Um, and then also something that I got last year is a, a Die Hard Christmas book and uh, sort of going through, it's, it's a little kid, it's essentially a kid, it's not really for kids, but, um, you know, this guy's dabbing, look at him, he's, he's dabbing as he gets shot. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, they, it doesn't matter if it wasn't originally intended to be a Christmas film, but it is, Josh, you, it's become do you one. Know, do you know why they sell that, that stuff? Go on. It's so eventually... When aliens invade the planet, they can pick out who are the idiots and who aren't. <laughs> and they'll know that got... you were an idiot because you don't own a copy of a Die Hard Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I don't, I don't, I just don't see the logic of it was, it's people watch it at Christmas, so it's a Christmas film now. And if it's set at Christmas um, loosely, but that's not a central point of the film. You've grasped at some straws to try and make it the central part of the film, the same way that you can grasp at straws and try and depict... Um, it's a wonderful life as this horrific dark horrible thing because here's three points that happen in the film it's not a christmas film you t- I, I i know right this is this isn't gonna work as well for you because as you say you tolerate die hard you don't like it as a film if you took the element of christmas out of this film it would lose something it would lose something about the film yeah there's the a christmas reason there's, there's a reason that when they made a sequel to this they set it at christmas again and then all the other films after that when they weren't set at christmas it lost Thing, it lost its character to the point of no, they're not good. The, the Christmas element is what makes this film as good as it is. I don't think anyone is going to watch Die Hard because it's the Christmas element that really makes it for them. No one's going. Do you know what I love about Die Hard? That that Christmas tree in the background. Yeah, but it's that. it's the combination of it's a good action film, but then also it's seasonal. It's the it's the culmination of everything coming together separately. I see what you mean. But then when it all comes together, it works. It might work, but that doesn't make it a Christmas film. No, that's what it I mean. It works as a Christmas fine. film. It might work just fine. But if you take if you take the Christmas out of it, it remains Die Hard. It's still Die Hard, just the same. They're just going to a party that isn't a Christmas party. In the same way that you take Christmas out of Home Alone and it's just they're going on holiday. No, because Christmas is a central part of Home Alone. In the same way. It's the same thing. 
Explain to explain to me, okay, how removing Christmas out of Home Alone would affect that. And this isn't fake, so don't like Home Alone either. But well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the same way that you you remove that. How? Why for you is that okay? Why is why is oh if you take Christmas out of Home Alone, then that ruins the film. But you take Christmas out of this film, and it's fine. Like why why are you saying that there's that clear difference? Because I don't think there is one. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> See the thing is, you say all this and you have got me there. Doesn't mean I still exist. At this point, you're making me go. Maybe Home Alone's not a Christmas film. <laughs> maybe you're right. <laughs> Rather than going, you know what, Die Hard is one. <laughs> <laughs> because um, what about Gremlins then? Gremlins I would also is not not consider a Christmas film. But personally. Christmas is a key theme of that film. Without yeah. without that Christmas element, it, the film doesn't work. Yeah, you don't so, have right, those so, big character so moments. Let's let's not give these fringe examples. Let's give some real off ob- obvious examples. Arthur Christmas. If we take Christmas out of that, is it a Christmas film? It wouldn't work as a film. Exactly, because yeah. Christmas is so core and key in it, hmm. so central to oh, it. I'm not disagreeing with you there. No. Elf, Christmas, gone. Does it still but that's work? because it uses Santa as a key character. Elf, does it still work? Then it's just the film Sotsy. Love Actually, does it still work? You can make that Valentine's Day. Klaus, does it? no, you could not. In some of the stories. Elf, does it still work? Again, you're using Christmas characters that are fully... You can't... To make this argument, you need to use Christmas films that don't use something like Santa. Because Santa's not in this one. But, that, but that, 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 that's saying that we need to use Die Hard as a base for what a Christmas film is. The point here is that all these other films no, but there are in, so including many... Santa, because it's such a core element of it, that <laughs> Die Hard doesn't, so what? it clearly isn't a Christmas film. It's clearly a film that people watch at Christmas because they're so wrong. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say it. If, if this film came out and it was Santa Claus and not John McClane, it would be a better film, all right? If you I'm had Santa going around that. killing I'm not disagreeing with that. Amazing. And you know what? You know what? If Santa did that, I'd go, you know what? Fair play. It's a Christmas So film. are you saying that... Because a lot of people say, oh, it's an action film and that's why it can't be a Christmas film. Is that... Do you agree no. with that? Okay. No. So something like... Um, there's a new one coming out with David Harbour, I think, isn't there? Um, Violent Night. That one. Uh, yeah. The only one I could think of was the 2020 film with Mel Gibson. Uh, yeah, we Fat don't man. talk about that, man. Um, yeah. It was an interesting watch. I'm don't glad I didn't... There could be... There could be Christmas films. I think. Yeah. I think the thing is, is that you've got you've got to differentiate between what is a Christmas film and a film set at Christmas. I agree with you. So, what what do you think about Christmas horror films? Are they? So, they... As I say, Krampus, for example, I think is a tough one because mm. it's a film set at Christmas, but I don't think it's quintessentially a Christmas film. Right. It lacks some of the values and warmth mm-hmm. that is meant to come from a Christmas film that you experience when watching Die Hard. Yeah, because um, of all the fires in it, not because of the <laughs> bloody plot. No, because it has... If you broke this down for, for the key emotional beats in Christmas films, where it's like, oh, it's, it's the coming together of family in so many, and that's exactly what happens in this film. That's why this is so contested, because it has all of those things there, and no, it's because... obviously muddied by the fact that he's gunning down people. And because nobody, for example, nobody's just the first action film that I know very well off the top of my head. It's also about the coming together of family. Spoilers, mm. but sort yourself out if you yeah. haven't seen it. It's all also about the coming together of family. If I set it at Christmas, it's not a Christmas film anymore. It's still just nobody. I think the I same think way that this that... is still just Die Hard. It's not a Christmas film just because it's about family. No, but there's so much. There's so much and if it was set up, and if nobody 
already was set at Christmas. It would have all these other things of, oh, it's got the got uh, Christmas songs in the music and it references this. And it's probably going to have something falling from the sky to make it look like Christmas because, oh, that's really clever. But it's still not a Christmas film. It lacks that warmth and comfort. And there's a certain optimistic view that you get in a Christmas film because no one wants to be pessimistic pessimistic at Christmas. There's that optimism you get in a Christmas film where you see the good in everyone and shooting German terrorists is not a way to see the optimism in the world. So you're saying essentially that because the director wanted that key element of anti-authority in the film, that that's that's the pin that kind of holds it back then, right? Because this film deals so heavily with like the... the the police and the is it the FBI or the CIA, whichever the FBI are basically kind of useless at their job, and they're the ones that are kind of ruining that side of things. And then you've got greedy people who want to steal money that are also making the world worse. And the everyman is the one that has to stand up and deal with it. Because that's that's in that interview that he had. That's where he compares it to "It's a Wonderful Life." In that the world is depressing if overrun by capitalism that's fine and i'm not saying you can't use christmas stories to make points a christmas carol is the obvious star yeah. of that you know it's about all of all of that and, and appreciating um others and there are some very dark moments in a christmas carol especially if it's the disney one god um, <laughs> whoa yeah the animated one the, the, <laughs> the jim carrey horror fest that is a christmas yeah. carol yeah um but the overwhelming ending of A Christmas Carol is that, oh, actually, the world isn't bad. And it's that optimism that you, you get at Christmas. And it's the same in, in so many other films that it's like restoring your faith in people. And I don't think Die Hard does that. It doesn't restore your faith in people or it doesn't give you this optimism, even if it's like pseudo optimism. You know, you don't actually think all oh, people are really good. But for this, you just go, you know what? Maybe there is some hope in the world. And that's the whole point of a Christmas film. I don't I don't get that watching Die Hard at all. All of the quote unquote, good characters in a Die in, in a Die Hard? In in Die Hard. All a Die Hard before Christmas. <laughs> all have that optimistic and happy ending they get their redemption they they are redeemed which is one of the key themes we said that has to be but in that's, christmas film. that's that's not an element of christmas films that's just how films work <laughs> you're restoring the equilibrium and usually you know not subversing from film theory everyone gets what they want and everyone gets a happy ending that's just cinema and storytelling that's not a christmas thing so saying that everyone get everyone that's really happy and everything everyone gets what they want at the end doesn't mean that it's automatically a christmas film because if so we could list off 400 other films that have been released just this year i i, I know I, okay that that was a bit of a stretch but my point being that we go through that criteria that is set that we went through is the film set at christmas yes does the like does the film have the characters of the grinch Hans Gruber, mm-hmm. Scrooge. And I will, I'll, I'll agree with that. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. For the, guy, for the sake of the Alan. argument, I'm with you. Yeah. Right. And then the themes. So, again, they are very general themes, but love, obviously. Mm-hmm. Hope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's trapped in yeah, that I'm building. With you. Yeah, I'm with you. For the sake of the argument, I'm with you. So I'm just going to cut this short then, because what are you going to say to me that like it doesn't because make it a just... Christmas film? At the end of the day, Christmas isn't at the core of the film! <laughs> it is! No, it's not! Bruce Willis's big bald head is! 
Like, Whoa, it's not, this is before he it's lost not his a hair. Christmas. It's not a Christmas film. Christmas is not at the core. It takes place at Christmas, and there are Christmas Christmas scenes, and it's it's you know there's Christmas um, decoration, but it's not a Christmas film because at the very core. There is no Christmas. Christmas is not the central subject of the film. The central subject of the film is watching Bruce Willis shoot some terrorists and save everyone, not just his family. They just also happen to be there to give some extra tension. Also, I'm jumping way back here, right? When you said what other Christmas film was released. I had this written down. It, I, I skipped it past on my notes. A Miracle on 34th Street, released in May of 1947 may that's almost hot like it's almost around the same time die hard came out <laughs> there you go so that is the not the year one. but the, the, the month wise it's so... not that i would i would i would feel so horrendous if my argument was just teetering on, the <laughs> on that july. i know on the fact that I it know. came out in july it's just that that's just one of the aspects. The director has said it wasn't meant to be a Christmas film. But it doesn't film. matter what he said. And yes, I know his wife is called Holly, but does that mean I'm a celebrity as a Christmas programme because there's Ant and Deck the Halls? You know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> it, it's not a Christmas film just because people watch it. You know, at Christmas. it's not just a Christmas film because people watch it at Christmas time. People watch The Godfather. I don't want a horse in my bed for Christmas. It's not a Christmas film. People just watch it at Christmas. Also, it takes place at Christmas. Harry Potter takes place at Christmas. It's about a wizard, not about the fact that Santa is going to Hogwarts. If Santa was going to Hogwarts, it might be a Christmas film. The same way, if Santa was the one saving everyone from these terrorists, it might be a Christmas film, but it's not. Do you think Narnia is a Christmas film? No. Santa is literally in that film. Okay. Uh-huh. Rise is of the, the Guardians. Central point to Christmas. Is the central point to Christmas. I'm just I'm it's... just giving you examples of films with those characters in it. Is Christmas um... at the core? No. There we go then. But Christmas is at the core of this. <laughs> no, I it don't... isn't. No, <laughs> Christmas is at the edges of this, and you're trying so hard to grasp at them and pull them into the middle to prove that it's a Christmas film, and it's just not. I just I just I think I just we need to give our final points because we've been running for I think we've, we're nearing the 40-minute mark at this point. Um, I'll let you go first, because I just need to get my voice back. <laughs> so my first point is, even if it wasn't originally presented as a Christmas film being released in July, it's become a Christmas classic retrospectively, much like the actual event of Jesus. Plus, the original Miracle on 34th Street, released in May of 47, the director of It's a Wonderful Life never intended it to be a Christmas film. The, the film is linked so heavily with Christmas, with re-releases on DVD, Blu-ray, and in cinemas, as we said, merchandise. There, it has all of the elements that other Christmas films have that make it a Christmas film. It's released with, like, you know, all those other films that you went through. And just because it doesn't have Santa or elves, it's not a hallmark, stereotypical Christmas film. It's not the visuals that make it. It's the film's themes of family unity versus materialism. You don't need presents to make Christmas. It's about family. And I'm not saying that means that The Fast and Furious is a Christmas film. (laughs) 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 Um, My final point was something that I... Oh boy, I wrote myself a little paragraph and a half here. So, to me, Die Hard is a Christmas film in the same way that Run DMC's Christmas in Hollis is a Christmas song. 
as much as purists and conservatives say <laughs> that it's <laughs> that, it, that it doesn't have Christmas spirit, and they even say it in Die Hard when he gets in the limo, he's like, "Have you got any Christmas music?" And that's the song that's playing. I say it just because it was or wasn't the creator's intent to be a Christmas classic. When we look more just off the surface level, it's clearly got the Christmas spirit in there, like any other Christmas film. And just for me, as it's not Christmas until I've heard that song, it's also not Christmas until me and my dad have sat down and watched Die Hard. So whether you like it or not, I'm not budging on this, and neither are quite a lot of people at home. So. Well, unfortunately, Spread you, your and quite a lot, you and quite a lot of people at home are in for a very sad Christmas, because I don't think I'm going to budge either. I think, I think, I think to round it up for me, all of this boils down to the fact that Christmas has to be at the core. Christmas might take place at the same time. Christmas might be an area of exploration for the film, but is it at the film's core? No, it isn't. What is at the film's core is action, explosions, and a tense plotline that is meant to get you excited. Not the fact that Santa's coming to town. I believe if Santa was in fact coming to town and it was the central point that Bruce Willis was sat up all night waiting to fill his stocking, and that's not a euphemism, put some cookies and milk out for Santa and couldn't wait to receive um, what what he really wanted for Christmas, which was probably world peace by the sounds of Josh's points, um, <laughs> then it would be a Christmas film. But it's simply not. This film is one that has been adopted by people and watched at Christmas, and I have no qualm with people who would like to watch Die Hard at Christmas, but please do not come to me and tell me that it's a Christmas film, because my lord, it couldn't be further. And I will, I will, I will say one other thing: if Bruce Willis was to kiss Hugh Grant at a school nativity, <laughs> maybe, maybe I'd allow it. But no. And in the spirit of Christmas, I'm also not going to budge. I can't. I can't bring myself to it. Not even, not even with the Christmas spirit of this Christmas episode. Can I? I think that makes sense, though. I think that's a nice parallel to end the Christmas episode and, I, I guess, the season. In that neither of us are budging. We're arguing. This isn't going to get. We're just going to go to our rooms and not talk to each other until Boxing Day. Yeah, yeah. We've just played Monopoly, and I'm really sad that that you had the hotel. Flip the table I, I over because technically, I guess you won. We're both we're both far too full. Yeah, both far too full. Mum's come in to tell you to play nice. It's my turn on the new Xbox. You're not letting me. You're 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 just really sad because Mum didn't get you what you wanted for Christmas. You just got Die Hard instead. <sighs> I'd be happy with Die Hard for Christmas. If I got Die Hard 2, that might be a bit more of a... If I got Die Hard 5 for Christmas, then I'd be And that's, that's the real spirit of Christmas. Coming <laughs> together and accepting our differences. But it's the festive period, so we can share a table together. Mm. And share a nice big meal in which we shout at each other about how wrong each other is. Yeah. That's Christmas. That is Christmas, and I feel like we've nailed this Christmas episode. We have. But do you know what the real thing, the, the real point of Christmas is? Oh, I hate this. Getting Go presents on. and winning. And by that, that means that I am the winner of this season. I am the most popular and correct opinion holder of us both. I'm the winner. And I cannot wait to write it everywhere. That's the real Christmas present. That's all I want. That's all I want for Christmas. Merry Christmas Eve, Eve, everybody. Merry Christmas, everyone. I know what Happy I'm going to be doing for the next few days. greetings, and uh, we'll be back sometime in the new year to argue more 
and we're gonna ha- i think we're gonna have a format shake up i think so i think i we think new year joined, new yeah. start new year new me Exciting. i hope that means you're gonna lose more uh well it doesn't mean i'm going to the gym so maybe <laughs> i will lose some more just here Ooh. instead <laughs> <laughs> Don't lose weight, lose arguments. That's that's, that's, <laughs> that's next, that's that's next like season's that. motto. But yes, we will be back after the Christmas period and we're going to have a bit of a format shake-up. Hopefully there'll be some guests, but there will certainly be more unpopular opinions more for arguments. us to bicker about. And until then, you can listen back to all of our previous episodes on Spotify, SoundCloud and YouTube. And if you want to follow us on our socials to keep up with all your favourite podcasting news, you can follow us at... Our Instagram is directorial underscore disputes. And our Twitter and TikTok is at DisputePod. And since it's Christmas, go on, Josh, give give your personal socials a little shout out. Uh, my Twitter is at Lost Jingwood. Brilliant. And brilliant. yours are. Yeah, follow me on uh, over at that James Davis on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Nice and easy. But until then, have a wonderful Christmas and a great New Year. Hopefully, and we hope hope you get everything you want. I I hope you win more arguments because I certainly didn't. Yeah, and we'll see you next season where I am the winner. I will return. I will demolish the current form of winning until then merry christmas happy new year